Sponsored by Expressway. With My Expressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations. Hello and welcome to Irish GenPod. I'm Paul Gorry and during the series I'll be chatting with people who are involved in various ways in Irish genealogy. I'm meeting my guests on this occasion in Buswell's Hotel in Dublin. It's familiar to family history enthusiasts as it's just across the way from the National Library. My guest today is Brendan Scott, manager of Roots Ireland. Actually, this is the first time Brendan and I have met or even spoken. We've only met by email before this. You're manager of Roots Ireland since 2017, but you're also an academic historian and lecturer. Um, Talterbot is your hometown and uh, it's the focus of your book in the Minute Studies in Local History series. So I presume Talterbot was what sparked your interest in, in history in general? Yeah, well, it was uh, my formative place. I, I don't live there now, uh, but I spent the first 30 odd years of my life there and uh, was surrounded by history. It's a plantation town, an Ulster plantation town. And, um, you know, like the main street was called Butler Street. Who, he was the guy, Stephen Butler, who planted the town. And, uh, uh, well, I don't know. Different. different one, I think. There's Newtown Butler in Fermanagh as well, and Butler's Bridge, which is between Caventown and Bilterbot. They're all the same guy. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they became the Lanesboroughs, the Lord, Lord Lanesboroughs, uh, later on. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, so so the, the, that history was all around us, really. And uh, I was always very interested in, in history and archaeology and things of like that growing up. And um, I had a lot of books at home. There was always lots of books at home. And um, so when I went to university, uh, Funny enough, actually, I, I I was initially I was going to do geography rather than history, but a friend of mine was going to a history lecture, and I really liked it, and so I stuck with it, and here I am. <laughs> Complete different, yeah, uh, direction. Totally. Um, so you might like to tell our listeners a little bit about your career in history. Yeah, well, I, I, as I say, I, I went to NUI Galway and uh, studied history and English. That was my undergraduate degree. And um, when and then I decided to do an MA uh, in history. And then the MA got bumped up to a PhD. Uh, I was studying under a guy called Stephen Ellis, who would be a Tudor sort of expert. And uh, so I was doing Reformation stuff. And uh, so got bumped up to a PhD. So I finished that in 2000. 2004, I think, and then after, and then I started working in Trinity on some projects, and then I got a job in Cavan County Museum as the research officer in Ballygym stuff, and I was there for three years, very happy three years, and my misfortune was that my contract came up for renewal in 2009, when no public service contracts were being renewed, and and so, but in a funny way. That door closed and it opened 10 other doors. And I started almost immediately uh, doing work with Cavan Genealogy with Mary Sullivan uh, in there. And I was uh, almost immediately, as I say, within a few months, I was um, uh, working on different registers and, you know, baptisms and different things for various parishes around Cavan. And uh, so I was doing work with there. And then I started doing lecturing in Maynooth in the university. And so I've been doing that. Uh, you know, kind of part-time, I, I suppose, since 
2010 or something like that, I suppose. And so, so and part one of the things I was doing as well with Cavan Genealogy and with Maynooth was Maynooth were offering the local, uh, the family certs, the family history certs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Cavan Genealogy were running one of those. And so I did it in conjunction with Mary Sullivan. I, I delivered that course mm-hmm. and th- we did that a few years as well. And so between those sort of things I started getting more and more into genealogy as I went along and while continuing uh, various history projects I did a lot of work for the Ulster Circle Foundation mm-hmm. in, in Belfast uh, they, whenever they had any kind of an early modern project uh, William Rolston would be the main fellow up there and, he, and he's a good friend of mine and so I'd get uh, drafted in on those sort of things as well. So even though one, as I said, the the the, the thing with the museum uh, was a real kick in the teeth because I was actually getting married in six weeks' time oh, when this happened, yeah. and I thought, oh my god! But it actually, as I say, opened up so many other opportunities mm-hmm. uh, for me, and I started working more and more in genealogy. And uh, then in 2017, as you said at the beginning, uh, the job as manager of the IFHF and Roots Ireland came up. And uh, Mary Sullivan said, "You know, you might want to go for that." And uh, the interview was here actually on an exceptional, yeah, in an incredibly hot day. I remember I was in the National Library beforehand doing some work. Waste not, want not. When you're up, make the most of it. And it was such a stiflingly hot day, and I just the shirt and tie, and oh god, it, it, was, it was torture. And uh, but anyway, it, the the it went well, and I got the job. And uh, so I've been doing that ever since, along with other bits and pieces that I, I like to keep yeah. my hand in as well. And uh, in the past three years or so you've edited a number of publications mm. uh, on uh, the plantation of Ulster mm. yeah. for Four Horse Press and yeah. Ulster Historic yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it's just, uh, as I say, I like to keep busy on different projects and uh, like I edit the local history journal and for Cavan Leitrim the Breffany journal I edit that as well I'm, I'm up to my ears with that at the moment um, and uh, I've, I'm doing a project with the Royal Irish Academy the Irish Historic Towns Atlas uh, series I'm doing the Cavan one well I'm doing it with somebody else yeah and uh, so I'm working away on that at the moment as well and uh, and then with the historian in residence thing that I do with Cavan County Council as well uh, I know, I know. Uh, the, there was a few books that came out last year with that, and there's another one coming out this year as well, later on this year. So it's a small booklet about some people who were killed during the, uh, those revolutionary years in Cavan. Uh, so, so it's very varied sort of stuff. Mm. But, but my main uh, day job is is Roots Ireland. So it was really through your work with the Cavan Centre with mm. Mary Sullivan yeah. that uh, that sort of led you in the direction yeah. of Roots Ireland. Yeah. So yeah, I, I did wonder, all right, as yeah. an academic historian, how you ended up in that. I didn't realise that you'd worked. In oh yeah, 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 yeah. I did. I did a lot there, and uh, as I say, like, like that, that's kind of one of the things I, I lose patience with academia is you know then you look down their nose at kind of local history or family history and yes. it's the poor cousin I really don't like that you know there, there, there's this thing uh, you know what they call impact publishing uh, in academia which is you, you publish uh, an obscure article in some very very obscure international journal which three people read but has a very high rate ranking in the in the listings of journals yeah. and you sort of think well that's not how, how's that having an impact you know whereas my sort of thing is if you go out to a local hall somewhere and talk to them about family history 
or like I'm going down to Derry Lynn uh, in Fermanagh just across the border from Biltorbet uh, in a few weeks time Talking, I'll be talking to a room full of people there that's impact yeah there it is yeah. uh, like I, myself and I, th- I think you know Raymond Gillespie from yeah. Minute. Yeah. Uh, he and I did a book a few years ago uh, based on manuscripts found around that Derry Lynn area and we had a weekend of stuff sold 250 copies of this book uh, at an affordable price not like an academic 90 pounds or prices and I thought that's impact there it is you know going out to the because it's the people everything comes from the people and and so that ivory tower thing rankles with me a bit Mm. you know well me too and I'm I'm involved with the West Wickham Historical Society and we publish a journal every second year now Mm -hmm. and uh, it's, it's difficult to to sell journals nowadays but at least uh, it, it's appealing to the general public it's, yeah. not, it's not just ivory towers yeah, 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 and yeah. I think that's important I think it's really important we're leaving a record behind us with exactly. all, uh, all aspects of, of history you know? exactly so, exactly. Yeah. I, th- I think that's really important because you, you will find sometimes that, like I've been editing the Breffany Journal since 2005 I think and sometimes some, some essays that'll, be, that'll go in you think God, that's kind of out of left field that's a bit of a strange subject and then someone will come to you a few years later and say oh that was great yeah. really enjoyed that one and you think oh okay and then you see it through someone else's eyes and you think well that's there's something for everyone in history I think you know because as I say we all come from the same place from what you say I sort of gathered that family history wasn't part of your original interest but Bell Turbot uh, the his, was the local history of Bell Turbot or was it you were going for geography and just switched for me you know local history and family history were and for me right through my uh, childhood really mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that didn't happen to you not so much um, uh, we, we had a, some awareness of family history uh, growing up um, but not that much I mean, I, I, in fact a, a lot of the kind of historical stuff around Cavan and Biltorbet um, would have come to me later when I was in college I remember sitting in a in a college lecture uh, with this guy Nicholas Canny who's, who's a big early modernist and I didn't realise at the time how lucky I was to have a teacher like Nicholas Canny uh, but I was sort of half dozing we'll say in in a second year undergraduate lecture and suddenly Beltorba got mentioned and I was like, huh, what's this and there was there was a massacre in 1641 uh, of British settlers in the town and growing up there we'd never heard about this we, nothing was known about this and so that really caught my interest and then when I finished my PhD then eventually I really started going down the local history route in a big way because I thought there's so much there that hasn't been talked about that hasn't been looked at and so I really started working down that line and as I was when I started working in, in the museum in Ballagives off I started uh, making a relationship with Mary Sullivan uh, in Cavan genealogy and those two lines were kind of going at the same time and I was working doing work with her and I was doing work in the museum and a lot of the stuff in the museum would have been family history based as well people would come in and ask you about you know where's Paddy Riley buried and come back Paddy Riley to Ballagives off and things like that you know and so so the, the two things kind of the local history and the family history kind of came at the same time so I didn't have that earlier in my life I was more interested in big figures of history like Henry VIII literally and right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so that was a lot of the stuff that kind of caught my fancy when I was younger and then when I got a wee bit older uh, I started getting interested in the local more 
So tell us a bit about Roots Ireland and the Irish Family History Foundation because a lot of people, people abroad, um, may not be aware of uh, Roots Ireland or its background. Well, I, I, I would say uh, the majority of our of our uh, customers are, are from abroad, uh, between America, Canada, the UK, and Australia. Um, so, so that that would be the majority of our of our client base, I suppose. Uh, but the Irish Family History Foundation. The IFHF sort of came together in the early 80s and was a, I suppose, a coalition of the various centres that were being set up around the country, uh, north and south. Uh, at the time, and uh, they uh, they sort of came together, as I say, as a kind of a federation to sort of look out for each other and each other's interests and so on. Then, when the internet became a, a bigger thing, then the uh, everyone's databases that had been sort of index cards before yeah. that they started. Yeah, you remember those? Sorry. Yeah, uh, they started being digitized because they were obviously much more searchable and so on. And then, when they were digitized. Uh, this is all before my time now. Uh, then in 2007, uh, a website went live, which was launched in Armagh by the church leaders, uh, in the various church leaders in Armagh mm. in 2007. And since then, uh, you know, we have records from every county. Um, uh, and we uh, have, I think at the moment, we're just shy of about 24 million records of different mm-hmm. kinds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the Irish Family History Foundation is the organisation behind Roots Ireland. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's it's basically a cooperative of, of local... Of, of these local centres. So one of the great things about, about Roots Ireland that I always hawk on about, and as I say, I can say this because it wasn't my doing, mm-hmm. uh, is that if somebody from America or whatever is interested in, you know, a, a townland in Westmeath or Cork that I won't know anything about, we have the centre who can help you. So so the, people will email in to the website. It's generally me that will answer the queries. Uh, and uh, like I say, with certain things like that, I just won't know, you know. Uh, but I do know the people who do know, yeah. and so we we can forward that question on to them, and they, and so we have local knowledge in practically every county, uh, so that that's that's a huge thing. Uh, I think that that local thing is is really big. Yeah, and Roots Island is probably best known for its uh, um, transcripts of church records. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, as you say, in every county, they don't cover all of every county. But no. You have, yeah, yeah. Um, now, the, the only county I think we don't have actual church records for is Fermanagh. Uh, we have civil records in Fermanagh. Yeah, but we'll yeah. talk about that later on, if you like. Sponsored by Expressway. With My Expressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations. Think you're not smart enough to own a smartphone? Well, think again and think Doro. Doro phones are designed specially with the older person in mind. They're easy to use with louder sound and larger text. Plus numerous state-of-the-art features that don't compromise on performance or quality. To learn more about the full range of high-tech Doro phones, visit doro.ie. Doro phones, make friends with innovation. If you're enjoying this podcast, why not subscribe to Senior Times? Visit the website at seniortimes.ie and like us on Facebook. As a professional genealogist, I have to have web, um, you know, web 
site subscriptions mm-hmm. to all sorts and yeah. I couldn't certainly exist without Roots Ireland. Well, that's, as, that's as good as to hear. That's, yeah. good, that's good to hear. It's really important to have it. And I'm afraid over the years, uh, Roots Ireland, is, you know, people have criticised it because mm. of this and that. And the other. Yeah. But if, if they haven't looked at it in recent times, it certainly has improved big time. Well, I think, I think that's fair enough. I mean, some of the criticisms uh, that have been levelled at any... I, I mean, what, what, has, what you, I suppose you have to remember is that uh, it was all very new when it started, I suppose. And, and in fairness to them, and I, again, I can say this because it wasn't, you know, a lot of that was earlier than, than me, uh, they did listen and they did take on board, uh, you know, criticisms and suggestions and different things. And it, and it has become, I think, a much more user-friendly uh, experience, I, I, w- I would like to think. Well, anyway. de- definitely, from my point of view, it has, because it was very restrictive mm. when, when it went online in 2007. Mm. Um, it, it, you know, you it was almost as if you, you had to put in the exact spelling you had to put, yeah. and you couldn't put in different fields or whatever, or, or at least the fields that you could use were very restrictive. But little by little over the years, it's, it's changed. Well, I think so. I think one of the big things is is the standard surnames and standard uh, uh, first names uh, searches. That's made that a huge th- it, it has made a huge difference, and uh, th- so that you can put in like there, there's any amount of spellings, like say for Calvin for Riley, mm-hmm. there's twenty yeah. different ways of doing yeah. that, or even down to O'Reilly, you'll get those sometimes as well, uh, and. So they will all come up. Now you can, you can, you can, you don't have to have every variation coming up. You can tighten it down to the one spelling if you want, mm-hmm. but it just makes things a lot broader, yeah. and and uh, it it makes things it it just gives you far more to choose from. There's also another thing on there um, called a full text search, which is which came in in the last couple of years. We didn't really make a big thing out of it, but it's there. If if you search on the county level, not on the all island level, uh, and you search any you put in any word so say put in illegitimate Mm-hmm. All the illegitimate births uh, in that county will come up. Like, I mean, I, I used it a year ago, I suppose. There, there's a guy called Salvador Ryan uh, who lectures in Maynooth, and he's been putting out these books every year or every few years, Birth in the Irish, Death in the Irish, Marriage in the Irish, all those sort of things. And for the birth one, I decided I'd look at foundlings in Cavan. Mm-hmm. So I just stuck in foundling, and all these people came up. Yeah. And and it, like, like, so, so in terms of kind of... Because I do have the interest in academia... That the, that there are things uh, that you can look at, you know, to for academic projects. You can use it, so it's not just necessarily your your own family history exactly, or whatever. Yeah. There are other themes and different things that we can that you can look at as well. Yeah, one of my criticisms of most of the um, databases, not roots out mm. databases in general, yeah. that are aimed at people doing their own family history, is that that's the only market they're, they're yeah. for. Yeah. You cannot use um, like uh, especially some of the, 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 the large um, international corporations mm-hmm. yeah. um, they're, they're just geared for people tracing their own family history yeah. not local history and, and even you know some of the databases that were created for the um, well, National Archives for mm-hmm. instance they are narrowly um, family history yeah. you know and I, I, I think that's a huge disservice to yeah, yeah. I, I, I just there's so much potential mm-hmm. in those databases um, that, that, and so I think it was an important thing and I was really delighted when we had it as I say we, we're still tinkering about with it but it is there if you go and look on the search pick a county and then look under the searches must try that now, now like I say there, there, it's maybe not 100% perfect but it is there and it can be tricky 
tricked about with and played around with. Another thing I found relatively recently was uh, being able to put in the address because I was looking at the address thing. Oh, how does this work? And I just I put in part of an address. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. Up came the, the yeah. Uh, that was that was very useful to me where it was a, a county where I can't remember what the surname was. But hmm. There were oodles of them in the parish. Yeah, so yeah. I, I had the parish, but I, and and I had to put in the parents' names. You know, in certain cases, mm-hmm. the mother's name might be yeah. correct. Yeah, or, yeah. Or the maiden, her maiden name's not there. Yeah. And I just I put in a part of the town land name, and up came the families, and I found that's great. Right. That way, and, and I would never have thought of doing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, it yeah. Has come on. Yeah, as I say, there, there's a, <laughs> to 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 paraphrase a, a party political thing. A lot done, more to do. But but you know, <laughs> I mean, we're we're always looking. I mean, funny like Paul. Part part of the thing that I sort of a lot of my time I <laughs> I spend thinking. You know, I'm sitting there thinking, or I'm out for a walk thinking about what can we do, how can we improve it. If I were looking at it cold because I used the site before I was ever involved with the IFHF and uh, what could we do to improve things so I'm always very interested to hear what people have to say because ultimately the users are the people that we want to uh, you know, we, we serve them you know uh, another thing, um, you mentioned to me before the interview that or it's, a chat, it's a chat, it's not an interview. Yep. Um, you mentioned that um, they, uh, you know, if, if somebody makes mistakes or whatever, yeah, yeah, um, they, they're. In a lot of cases, you find a mistake. There's no point in contacting the organisation. Not going to do it. Hmm. But you actually. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. Um, uh, you, you can email us straight in at inquiries at rootsireland.ie, and I get those, and I I take that really seriously. Um, very occasionally, if it's over a weekend. I might get back to you within 24 or four hours, but generally I will be back to you within, and normally much quicker than that. I mean, I answer tickets on Christmas Day, uh, but it gets me out of the gets me out of the chaos for 20 minutes. We we don't get much on Christmas Day, but there's one or two things that usually come in around that time. So I I always always do that, and so so what what I will do if someone comes in and says uh, there's an issue I won't take it at face value first off I'll go and check it if I can and then if I can't check it I'll talk to the local centre so if say if it's a Limerick one for example I'm not pulling them out for any reason yeah. just come to my mind um, uh, then they can check it out maybe as well and so so uh, so if anyone ever finds issues like that just email us and we will we will I guarantee you get back to you and we will look at it and we will fix it if it needs fixing That's great to hear well, from my point of view, um, one of the greatest strengths of Roots Ireland is that it has transcripts of Roman Catholic parish records um, that were never microfilmed by the National Library. Mm-hmm. People just assume, oh, National Library, that's it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the big corporations who, who uh, came together and in, it created an index to mm-hmm. them, people don't look beyond them at all, and they are only covering what is on uh, the, the, the website um, Catholic Parish Registers mm-hmm. and PNLI. Mm-hmm. But there are registers out there that were never covered by the ANLI. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, there. I would say we probably have more than fifty parishes. I would say that that aren't on the NLI. I think, um, and then plus that we go beyond eighteen eighty or eighteen eighty one wherever they stop. Yes. Uh, and and a lot of a lot of our our records would have stopped around eighteen ninety nine or nineteen hundred when they were being done in the nineteen eighties and nineties. But we are pushing forward now as much as we can up to nineteen twenty ish or so, and so we're we're trying to go forward as far as we can, and in, in as much as we can. I mean, there, there, I mean, I I find the National Library ones useful. Like I I do use them, uh, but there are issues. I mean, sometimes you'll find th- this is one that comes up on, uh, quite a bit. I find with queries, someone will say, uh, "You have such and such a record on Roots Ireland," but when I went looking on the National Library, I couldn't find it. And then you'll go, you'll you'll go on another few pages, and the priest would have put it in not in chronological order. Yes. It'll be a few pages on. He'd have forgotten about it maybe, mm-hmm. and he sticks it in somewhere later on. Yeah. And so so that kind of thing happens and you say well it's in chronological order on our index because we've put it in chronologically because that's where it should be but on on the register uh, it's not and then sometimes as well they miss a page uh, sometimes on the on the register yes. that happens as yeah. well so you know you could go from june and then august yeah uh, uh, on the nli ones and i mean they're just you know they're, so there's some of the issues but i mean uh, like we're, we're very very proud of of the work that we've done on on the parish registers in, in particular uh, but we do have all sorts of things um all sorts of records uh, civil and census and so on and i mean what one, one of the great ones that came up a few was it in the last couple of years for North Dublin uh, dog license holders from 1930 oh. or something like that it was a total, <laughs> you sort of think oh that's a bizarre one and I was saying it to somebody and uh, somebody said no no we found somebody using those right. so yeah. you know th- th- put it all in yeah. and, and someone will find a use for something along the way you know uh, the National Library on their website say that they are, there are 56 parishes that they haven't covered. Okay. Now, the, some of these would be ones maybe that start after 1880. Mm, yeah. They well, initially when they might be filmed, they only went down to 1880, mm-hmm. but some of the Dublin ones then that were done more recently mm-hmm. go further. But yeah. Generally, yeah, 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 18, yeah. 1880, yeah. Um, and there are a few, uh, in, in some parishes they 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 got the registers way back in the 1950s 60s yeah, yeah. and they brought them up to the national library mm-hmm. they they uh, microfilmed them but there were some registers in a lot of parishes that just never got there no no you know it, it actually was through roots ireland's work that we could see that there were ones that were missing i think sligo parish might be one yeah that has very early registers that's right and it, and, and it was never micro yeah yeah I, i'm again i mean that's something that i can say because it was nothing to do with me um, yeah, um, uh, the, the Roots Ireland because we, we have centres in practically every county. And there's one or two counties we don't. Uh, we always had a very good relationship with the local churches of all, of of all uh, 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 sorts. And so you know, so so that and that's something that still continues to this day. You know that that we still have close relationships with a lot of the churches, and uh, they will trust us with records. You know that that we're not going to. We're not trying to pull a fast one. We're trying to do the right thing, yeah. and and that, that's one of the things. Like, I mean, I, I feel very strongly about um, that. We, you know, even, we we are at the end of the day, like almost like a cottage industry in a way that we're local centres in local places, and, and like the, the money that's that's generated through Roots Ireland goes back to those areas. You think we're, we're not like fat cats sitting on top of big cash of money, <laughs> loads of money or anything like that. Like, this is money that's going back to local centres, local areas, and particularly over the last few years when centres were closed. 
exposed through COVID and that, like that, that money was was a godsend, you know, it was a lifesaver. And um, so, so we, we, we take our responsibilities very seriously and, and we, uh, like, like it, it's an honest organisation. I'm not saying it's perfect, but but we're honest yeah. and, and we do our best. And if we do see a problem, we, tr- we do try to fix it. Mm-hmm. And that's an important thing, as you say, you know, that this is going, it, it, it's revenue going back into the community. Yeah. Yeah. Um, people who are used to getting a, a, a we'd say a, a subscription to we'd say Ancestry or mm. my past um, they think oh but uh, look, look how, how much this is costing me mm. Roots Ireland mm. and I'm only getting that mm. whereas I've got access to all sorts of databases but yeah. they're not looking at it with the, they're, they're comparing uh, an Irish organisation with a multinational in the in, in the local areas, yeah. with multinationals yeah. who are making a fortune out. Yeah, 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 and 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 I I, I would say that generally, um, I mean, our our databases were audited some years back, and they were found to be of a very very high standard. And I would say generally that that because our transcripts were taken from the originals, mm-hmm. they're they're generally. A much better quality. They're generally more accurate because you're not going off a microfilm, which is bleeding through from the back page and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, like one one that that I saw, um, there there was a Cavan parish, and uh, the the on one of those big sites. I actually can't remember which one, but it had a family named as such and such a thing. And one of the, one of the women who works in Cavan genealogy, a woman called Conceptor McGovern, who knows every townland and everyone that's in that townland, she said that's not the right name. There's no one of that name ever lived in that town. Show me that register. Look at the register. No, no, no. That's and she had the right name, but whoever transcribed the register yeah. uh, on for another site yeah. had had read it incorrectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she knew because she had the local knowledge, and and that and that's the case as yeah. I say across the board. I mean, people who know these areas intimately know them inside out. Have been working on them for thirty years yeah. or more. They have. You can't. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, if you're sitting the other side of the world and you're looking at a, a townland name, yeah, if I can understand how you make. Totally, oh, totally. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, you know, uh, accusing people or anything like that. But I'm just saying, no, I, I, you know, it, yeah, it, it is a, it is a fair point. Yeah, no, you know? the, the the local knowledge is very important. Yeah. Um, I have to say, one of the things about Roots Ireland that I find frustrating um, is, uh, for instance, um, I, I only, it only, I only copped it recently. Um, County Fermanagh. Mm. There are no. Um, Parish registers yeah. or, or church registers of any description. No, no, it, it's it's it's. Uh, we only have civil records uh, for Fermanagh. I mean, it's it's a real source of frustration to me. I'm always trying to think of ways. You see, we never had a centre in Fermanagh. We have contacted local genealogy groups in Fermanagh to see whether they would want to come on board and take on some of that work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but th- we've never been able to uh, get anyone to do it. I would love it if if we were if we uh, were able to get those. I would I would just. It would make my day. I would be so happy if we could get them. Right. No, it's just I. I don't know. I was doing a Fermanagh search in recent times, and I just thought, this time I couldn't find anything. And then I went on the source list. Mm. A lot of people probably don't know. Yeah. Which, on each county, you can go and you get the and sources. Check the sources. Yeah. No. No pressure. Yeah, and and it, it's frustrating for me because a lot of my family's from Fermanagh, <laughs> so I'm not able to find them. And uh, so I, I'm actually in the next while. I'm actually going out to to the churches and I'm I'm taking a look at some of the registers. It would be much handier if I could do it from my room, you know. <laughs> uh, so so I w- I would love it. Christmas if, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Christmas present from my parents. Uh, if 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 I could if I could only uh, 
get an organisation who would do that. You know, mm-hmm. I'll put the call out. If anyone is interested, I would love to hear from them. That'd be great. Um, well, one thing that really baffles me is County Clare. The late Nancy Cleary started the very first index yeah, yeah. project that, he, that, that, that sort of morphed into yeah. the Irish Family History Foundation back in the 1970s. He did the indexing yeah, himself right. in yeah. Corrafin mm-hmm. and then it expanded. But years ago, the Roman Catholic parish registers of Clare were covered by the, by the, mm-hmm. the Corrafin Centre, yeah, yeah. the Centre for Clare. But very few of them are on Roots Island. Mm-hmm. A few years ago, I looked and there were only six or seven of the, regi- of yeah. the parishes, the Catholic parishes. There were 47, roughly anyway. Yeah. Um, and there were only, you know, as I say, six or seven that were partly covered. Now, I just looked recently and there are 32, but they're only partly um, covered by the database. Um, and if you look at, for instance, uh, um, Newtown, uh, sorry, New Market on Fergus and Six Mile Bridge. Their baptisms start in 1828. That the, the, the surviving records. Yeah. They're not on Roots Island. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I mean, the, the thing, the thing with with Claire was uh, they have, you know, the the index cards, the old style index cards for all those parishes. Uh, now, when when they came to start computerizing or digitizing stuff, they they focus on the civil records. Uh, this was before Irish genealogy went online, mm-hmm. uh, and so they were focusing on those. They've they've as you said, they have added more uh, uh, of the records online, and they're working towards more of those going up in the next few months. Uh, I mean that that is one of the counties, particularly with um, such a high rate of emigration that they would have had from you know a west a west coast uh, county like that. Um, you know there there were. There's a lot of interest in that, and so we're working closely with the Clare Centre. But you see, we like the IFHF is, as you said, like a co-op really, and we, you know, we can't say here do this yeah. or you know, yeah. uh, uh, or they're going to secede from the union or something like that. <laughs> but so so I mean, we we help along the way as much as we can, and as I say, there's uh, there's I think there's about fourteen odd parishes that aren't represented in some way mm-hmm. uh, on Roots Ireland now from Clare. So they're working on those and working on uh, getting the earlier records up as well. Right. So so it, it's a work in progress, and I, it's one I would be delighted to see finished. Um, it's just I, I feel that uh, Claire is lighting, hiding its light under a bush. Mm, yeah. And it's not doing the, the Carafin Centre any good and certainly not for people who are trying to trace their ancestors and don't realise that these are not online. And, mm. so, and as well as that in recent years, I noticed that um, the County Library in Ennis, which is yeah. a very good, yeah. you know, very pro-local um, history and family history, they, I, I think there was a gap there for, for people to go and index rec- records themselves yeah. and put those up, and they're on the... Uh, they're on the... the ca- yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I think... Claire yeah. could help themselves by putting their stuff up. Well, well, as as I say, they're working towards it, and I and they have my full support uh, in in whatever way they they do that. I'd love to see that that that's one of the big projects I would love to see get over the line. And is there any chance that any more material for County Wexford is going to appear in Ireland? Yeah, we we have been working on a kind of a piecemeal basis, putting up 
records uh, as uh, as we go along. I mean, a, a lot of the records before Pat Stafford, who ran the Wexford Centre, he died unexpectedly. Uh, when a lot of the records had been almost finished, and they just really needed someone to look over them, and so I'll, I'll, over certainly over 2018-19, there were a number of those uh, a number of parishes, three or four, I would think anyway, uh, went up in some shape or form. Maybe it was baptisms or marriages uh, went went up on on Roots Ireland, and we are looking actively at uh, getting a new centre set up in Wexford and if that's the case then they would be able to take on some of that work um, I mean the late Michael Egan who, who we both knew who was a, a much valued member of the IFHF and a, a great board member um, who sadly uh, passed away last year uh, he uh, he was a great man he, he would walk the walk but he talked the talk as well and he, he, he you know he, he did it he, he took on a lot of those almost finished registers mm -hmm. and was double checking them he had a great eye a really good eye mm -hmm. and uh, so so he did he was responsible for some of those to just to get them over the line as it were because I said there were kind of 95% there but you just needed to double check them just to make sure and so Michael did, did a lot of that but then as I say poor Michael passed away but but we, we are looking at, at getting more done there great we're nearly out of time now, I think. We've been doing a lot of talking. Um, Roots Island haven't attended back to our past in recent years. Um, personally, I think it's important for an Irish-run organisation to have the exposure at such an event and also to support the event. Um, and I'm all for mutual support within homegrown enterprises. So is there any chance that Roots Ireland might uh, take part again in beat up soon-ish? Well, I, I would be happy to see that. Um, like it, it'd get me out of out of the house for a few days. <laughs> uh, so I mean, anything to get out of the house after the last few years we've had, I'll go anywhere. Uh, so I, I would be very happy to do that because I've never been involved in any of them. So I, I would love to go and see people and, and like meet people because as as you said at the start, you and I have never met before. Yeah. So I would love the chance to get out and and put faces to names and meet people and all that. And and I love, um, uh, you know, people going around the stall, you know, like going around and talking to people meeting people yeah. all that I, I love that so I, I would be delighted to do that yeah it's it you know over the years it has been great um, and it's it, there's a great buzz about it mm. and it is a great place for meeting people that yeah. you haven't met that you should have met yeah. etc finally um, are there any exciting developments um, upcoming with Roots Island uh, well there, there are Paul but I'm going to be a bit of a tease and not just say exactly what they are we, we, we've got a really good board um, chaired by Laura Samuraku um, that's very kind of forward thinking and we're always looking at new ideas and new avenues to explore uh, just last night I was tricking about with uh, some software that we're looking at uh, that, that we're, we're looking at uh, uh, using on the site which is really interesting really exciting I don't want to say anything yet because you know I don't want to promise the, the sun and the moon and, and then it doesn't come through but there are a number of things really interesting things along with the regular parish records and different things which are coming uh, there will be Antrim and Down records coming very shortly oh. and uh, there will be Clare records coming shortly as well and uh, so so so. Uh, but along with that there are other things as well just one, one thing that I would like to mention before we finish and thanks very much for giving me the opportunity uh, to speak is uh, Brian Mitchell up in Derry uh, our, our man in Derry uh, he put up quite recently maybe late last year uh, about 360 family histories from the North West yes. and, and you can go into the Derry 
page and just click and like if you have a subscription it doesn't cost you anything to view them it doesn't it doesn't take away your view counter or anything like that it doesn't you can look at as many of them as you want download them as i say they're mostly northwest where he's based anyway but it's it's, it's a lovely way to while away an hour uh, and just go through some of these family histories as well so i was delighted to see those yeah. up as well so so there's lots of things happening yeah i i look forward to new things happening yep. on Bruce Island. Listen, Brendan, it's been very interesting and entertaining. I really enjoyed our chat and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to me. Thanks a million, Paul. Well, that's all for this episode of Irish Gen Pod. I hope you enjoyed it and that you'll join me again next time. by Expressway. With My Expressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations.